0: It is Monday, December 3rd, 2012, and this is Radio Wave. Good evening everyone, and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Medjugorje, and uh, tonight, a friend of Medjugorje is uh, sharing with us a uh, new insight into Our Lady's message that was given yesterday. Of course, yesterday was the second of the month, and the day dedicated as a day of prayer for non-believers. And so, as we begin this broadcast, we ask you to open your hearts in prayer as we turn Radio Wave over to our host, a friend of Medjugorje.
1: And indeed we do. Everything we to do is to be done through prayer. Everything we see, know, or touch is to be looked at through biblical lenses. But how do we do that? It was ancient man who wrote the Bible. He was not unlike people that lived thousands of years before him. Prophets were foretelling the coming of Messiah 700 years before he came. And essentially they lived the same all the way through that period. And essentially they lived the same all the way up to what 14th, 15th century. And even through those centuries to the 18th or so, basically, we were an agrarian people, the Angelus people, the people of the dirt, people closely connected to the soil. And now we' become a people of Cain. After he killed Abel, he was confined. Not like Adam was when he fell to the soil. Cain was confined to the builders of cities. The intensity of population is not due in the cities. is not due to overpopulation. It's due to concentra- concentration. And look what happened while you were sleeping. We speak of that the earth could handle many, many more billions of people than what we have now, with just seven billion people. And we still wouldn't be taking up half the landmass. Our problem is not overpopulation, the devil wants you to believe and taught and school and indoctrinate it with that we've got to do this or do that. Rather, it's the concentration of people. And so Are we headed for disbursement? Do you feel the need to go more rural? Do you feel the need to go closer to the soil? Or do you say, I want to go more toward the city? I want to be in highly concentrated places. Your Agenda 21, your United Nations Zoning, is actually drawing people through its zoning ordinances to get off of the land. And the Bible Bible, I wrote it in what happened when I sleeping. they have it where what they want is that if you don't make X dollars per year in off your land, then you don't you can't farm. They won't license that to you. And then they restrict your land, so what are you gonna do with the land? You can't farm it. You can't use it. You can't hunt on it. Where do they want you to go? To infill zones. To cities. You don't think this is from the devil? Read or reread if you already have. Look what happened while you're sleeping. It is manifesting in our midst. Right now at this moment. All these zoning ordinances, all these things and regulations being passed is tied to Agenda 21, United Nations. Smart growth is the name for it. Smart growth? What does that mean? It means when you grow, you've got to be smart about it. Preserve the land at all costs. We trash it. We don't need to live on it. Turn it over to the animals. Make a corridor from California to Virginia, the East Coast, the Atlantic Coast where animals can travel freely without human contact. And the places people are concentrated in is infill zones, where you pack them in. Go research it. Don't take my word for it. Don't believe me. You look at it. Study it. It's a communist communist agenda. People control. We have it reigning over us. And Our Lady tells us in this, month's mass, this second of message, I come to do battle. We are in battle, people. Dear children, Our Lady's children, it's very interesting that Our Lady's call from 1981 was to more, live more simple, closer to God, go into nature. Find a place where you can be Alone. Have an encounter with God. That's her plan. And it's very interesting, a parallel plan of the devil, which is don't be alone. Be with everybody else. Be concentrated in infill zones. Restrict the use of land. Don't go there. Go to the city. What does this speak of? That there's a total contradiction between Our Lady, the Queen of Heaven, and Lucifer, the King of Hell. Which means there's a separation taking place. Those who want to live closer to God, naturally will go closer to the soil. Those who want to go closer to Satan, even if they said and admit that they would not want that, want what he offers. The glitter, the dazzle. It's our lady's words. Glitter is. False glitter. Everything's imitation in his world. Until so he hooks you. Then you see not—it's not, it's nothing there. And so we're mesmerized by what Satan has offered us. And we've strayed. And Our Lady comes on the second every month to talk about us who have strayed as Christians, aspects of us who have lived the Christian life and yet have part of us lost, and those who are completely lost, who are completely strayed.
2: Our Lady of Medjugorje is December 2nd, 2012 message on this day for non-believers. Dear children, with motherly love and motherly patience anew, I call you to live according to my son, to spread his peace and his love, so that as my apostles, you may accept God's truth with all your heart and pray for the Holy Spirit to guide you then you will be able to faithfully serve my son and show his love to others with your life. According to the love of my son and my love as a mother, I strive to bring all of my stray children into my motherly embrace and to show them the way of faith. My children help me in my motherly battle and pray with me that sinners may become aware of their sins and repent sincerely. Pray also for those whom my son has chosen and consecrated in his name. Thank you.
1: This contradiction shows up. Our Lady said November 2nd, 2012, I am praying that you may discern everything around you according to God's truth. And to strongly resist everything that wants to distance you from my Son. Our Lady says in this message yesterday, today's Monday, we don't do our shows on Sunday night. But on this message, Our Lady says nine times in novena, my, the word M-Y, who is my? The Heavenly Queen. My apostles, my son, my son, my love, my stray children, my motherly embrace, my children, my motherly battle, my son. What is she conveying to us? The saints teach us that thankfulness begets another favor. We have an old to mentality, an owe oh, me mentality on everything. You may be working hard. You may do what you're supposed to be doing. But this has touched the whole culture, not just people who are just living off the government, who shouldn't be. Man has always needed assistance. Jesus said, feed the poor. But he didn't tell the U.S. government to do that. He didn't tell Rome to do that point man God, he would speak to the soldiers to do that. The Roman soldiers didn't come to Jesus and say, "Jesus, I need you to come or to heal my servant, a beloved servant, because Rome won't give medical care. Jesus didn't respond, "Well, I'll do that. It's a shame what the government didn't do for you." Jesus did it. And praised him, not in all of Israel. Did he see faith such as this man says? Don't even come. I'm unworthy for you to come underneath my roof. Just say the word, and it shall be done. So we changed this at Mass, just before communion. I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof. Just say the word, my soul. She'll be healed. Where is your faith? We've grown to be an ungrateful people. And I'm convinced that it's the, the connection to the soil. Absolutely convinced. And so, as our lady is calling us back to it, to get closer to it, to be working with it, and God the Creator, because He's the one that's your partner. Cain is the one in the city where we say, okay, the Bible talks about the city on the hill. There were agrarian cities. They had goats in the city. They had sheep in the city. They had cattle. In New York, when it was uppity-uppity, when women were carrying their parasols, pigs were walking in the streets. Their food was at hand. We've got sterilized agrarian banished lives in the city. It's a very dangerous proposition. And Satan is delighting over it. He's delighting that Sandy had people totally dependent on outside sources. Where is that resourcefulness? Where are people trying to think, I need to be better equipped to take care of my needs? Not self-independence, but total dependence on God. And that begins with gratefulness. That begins the thinking, everybody has it worse, or, or many people out there are worse off than I am. No matter how bad your situation, or how good your situation is, are you really truly grateful? I tell you that things that you never think of telling God thank you, when you go to bed at night or wake up in the morning, you never think of and it's the most basic, simple things. You're going to be in re- deep regret that you didn't praise God over and over and over. Thank you, Lord. Every time you go to wash your hands, every time you turn on a cold water faucet, not hot water, that's another luxury. Every time you thought about getting in the shower and just having everything ready there for you, cook a meal. Do you know what kept people in poverty? was just hauling water. And how blessed we are, and how many people have think not once in a month or not once a day, but all throughout the day. I always thank God, who am I? I'm not a king, and I can turn this on without a command, and it comes there and pours across my hands to wash it. Our is looking for this kind of spiritual life. The sensitive to the gifts of God. Water is sacred. Bread and water is sacred. Water turned to wine. Or whether wine turned to water. Or from water. So, we need to be quitting our whining and our complaining. Because the worst of the situation today is going to be the best of situations tomorrow and you're going to think, Dear God, I thought I had it bad. Dear God, I need to repent. Just like a lady said last night. Become aware of their sins and repent sincerely. But that includes us too. Because we can't convince those who strayed, the sinners, that if we don't first recognize our being the same. Be grateful. Quit complaining.
3: The other
4: day I called myself complaining how my boss has got me working overtime. Then the stranger who was sitting there beside me said I spent all day in the unemployment. Other they open shifts? Are they hiring on? i work any eyes even all night long If you could put a good word in for me Every time you think you've got it bad You can find someone who's got it worse All the things you take for granted now They started out Blessings first If you've got someone who loves you And a steady job that puts food on the table If you're strong and able Men be great Those who don't have it as good as you Every time you think you've got it bad You can find someone who's got it worse All the things you take for granted now They started out as blessings first If you've got someone who loves you And a steady job that puts food on the table you've got it bad you can find someone who's got it worse all the things you take for granted now they started out as blessings first if you got someone who loves you and a steady job that puts food on the table if you're strong
5: afraid to say, just to speak it would mean certain death. Revolution. The brave men in 1776 knew very well the cost of freedom. Do we know it today? While we allow ourselves to be managed by a surrogate system of government, are we willing to do what they did? They fired the first shot 2012 by a friend of Medjugorje a book that has helped thousands in a few short weeks make the decision to throw off the chains of tyranny and find freedom. They fired the first shot 2012, available from Amazon.com or on Medge.com, spelled M-E-J.com or call us in the U.S., 205-672-2000, 205-672-2000. They fired the first shot, 2012.
0: You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje.
1: I read a story years ago about a man who came from being poor, made his thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions And into the billions, and most of his life being successful at a young age, he ordered people, go here, go there, do this, do that. Everything at his command, according to money, he wasn't necessarily a bad man. He was a believer. But he grew to this dependence on when he needs needed to be met that it was answered by the dollar. He went to church. But he didn't feel what he needed to feel. Until one day, he became terminally ill and went to the hospital. They took his clothes, gave him hospital clothes. They told him, Lift your arm here, give me this, give me that. Tell him you need to go to the bathroom. I'm going to give you this shot. Take this pill now. A little bit, I'll be back. Take this. Everything was gone. All the power, all the money. Totally, completely dependent. Naked in authority. And for the first time in his rich life, he felt humility. And you know what he said? He liked it. He felt the sweetness of being stripped of everything the use of his power, the use of his money. Yes, it took care of him in the hospital. But he was underneath somebody else's orders. And it brought him back to truth. Because he'd strayed even though he thought he was religious. Even he identified himself as a believer. Because he came face to face with eternity. With affinity. We don't contemplate that when you've got everything going your way. And we don't contemplate that in today's culture when you don't have everything going your way. Because you have and available to you many things. I remember reading another article about the Blackberry. Obama, when he became president, didn't want to give his up. The Secret Service says, you can't use that, it's not secure. Because he's got the power of the billionaires, he's not going to use it anyway. They had to spend millions to give him up with security, whatever the number of dollars was, so he could use the BlackBerry. This article wasn't about that. The article was about that the BlackBerry had first started making people feel important, exaggerate their importance. Importance has to be with three or four people talking, they'd step away because something was demanding their attention. And psychologically, this gave people this power I'm important. And it was all bloated. It's insignificant, but they felt significant. What is that going to feel like in the speck of life next to infinity? Oh, we have our science. We have our questions. We look at the pyramids, we wonder who built those things? How did they build them? It looks immense. The walls of China. You look down there and they just go as far as the eye can see. What do we think of these things? How far is the universe? So we have a problem. We don't think enough about God and His infinity and how we live this life, how we're going to spend it. And so lady says, Help me in my motherly battle and pray with the, me that sinners might become aware of their sins and repent sincerely. Can you imagine the people going and building their kingdoms here on earth who are believers, who aren't spending their money and their time and their effort, their expertise, in building the kingdom of heaven in the heart on earth. So they will not fill the passage from this life to the next. That was one thing that when I received my calling, that I felt, okay, I could just fund this. I could just fund Caritas. But God didn't want money. God wanted my talent, my experience, expertise in how I ran my business to be applied to how I'd run Caritas. And it became very clear to me. So don't think if you've got the means to do something, you're just supposed to give. And don't think because you just got the money that you have to pay so much taxes that you can't give. You got to give. You have to be given 10%. That's not generous. It's not generous at all. It's your duty. You don't mind paying 30% if you're in that tax bracket. You don't like it. But you unhesitantly sign the tax papers and send it to Uncle Sam. And God only asked for 10%. And people are reluctant to do that. We've got to think about our mortality. And we've got to think about what our Lady said November 2nd, a month ago, yesterday. I'm praying that you may discern everything around you inc- according to God's truth. And a month later, yesterday, Ali says, So that as my apostles, you may accept God's truth, and with all your heart, pray the Holy Spirit for guide you. She's looking to guide you, to change you, to change the world. And a month ago, God's truth. So that you can strongly resist everything that wants to distance you from my son. You think a lady's trying to say something? She's trying to get you to look at your, your little speck of moment of time on earth so that you might be able to change. And in that time, change others. You utilize everything God's blessed you with that you should be grateful for to lead these people these poor people who are straight just how far does the universe go and how limited you've placed upon your own universe and the way you live each day
6: just how far does the universe go? Does it ever end? You say you wanna know just how high can you count before the numbers all run out? Who built the pyramids? Do aliens exist? Where? i come from one more phenomenon But if you know how strong my love is And your heart and mine can comprehend Just how long I'm gonna feel like this Then you'll know We say time goes on and on, even after we're all gone. There's a black hole up in space that even lies. How strong my love is in your heart
7: cold. Such a long journey. The treasure carried would replace the old. Its value had been such that to touch the chest which carried the old brought the penalty of death. What importance would the new vessel have, carrying treasure vastly greater in value than the old? What was the vessel's treasure? A treasure that man, both good and bad, would seek after its wealth for ages. Ending the journey, the vessel and treasure were brought to a special place. There, the vessel opened. The treasure, Jesus, was born. Isaiah says, Come reason with me, saith the Lord. Since Adam... Eighty billion people have lived and died. Out of billions, only one was entrusted with the greatest treasure ever. Only one held him to her breast. On winter nights, what thoughts must have gone through this breath of heaven who cuddled he who was born of man, and yet God? Reason and think. Go deeper into the scriptures. Has any man ever known the love which existed between his mother and child? What wonders it reveals. What hope it gives for all the world. For God needed a mother for his son. The scriptures are alive. They speak more than the words we read. This Christmas, meditate, think, reason. The resting place exists to help you along this path. The gift shop that's much more. The Resting Place at Caritas of Birmingham.
0: You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. And this woman who carried the baby Jesus in her arms appeared in the home of a friend of Medjugorje on December midnight December 24th, between December 24th and December 25th, 1988, and appeared with the baby Jesus in her arms and gave a blessing for the world and a message for the world. And so, through the course of the years, it has always been in his heart to bring This message to others. A friend of Medjugorje wrote this commercial, uh, I think, 18 years ago, somewhere around 18 years ago, and the purpose of it, it played on on the Protestant radio station, and the purpose of it was to bring people closer to Our Lady and to Jesus, and he spent many days in prayer just writing and constructing this commercial in a way to bring hearts to Our Lady, and it was a way in which many people were introduced to Our Lady in a more thoughtful way. And so uh, we would never write, even to this very day, commercials are never written for the purpose of selling a product, but rather as a teaching that those who would hear it would receive a teaching from that. And so we carry that even to this very day. So so again, just a little bit about uh, this commercial that you just heard, but also it reminds us about the coming Christmas. And particularly for us, the December 8th to the 12th every year, uh, December 11th, we uh, have an event called Christmas in the Field. This is an event that's beautiful. It's something that we as a community uh, would do, if no one showed up, we would do it for ourselves. And I remember particularly one year, I think it was in 2001, where we were extremely busy during that event. We actually did it several days later after the event just for the community. And so if you're within driving distance of Caritas, uh, December 11th, uh, you would want to make it for that event. And again, of course, some of those people will be here. Some of you will be here for uh, December 8th through the 12th and previous the December 6th and 7th New Communities Conference, the How-To Conference. And so uh, that's something that you don't want to miss. And again, there's information on Medjugorje.com regarding the December 6th and 7th How-To Communities Conference to build, help build peace in your world and around your family.
1: We have before us an opportunity with these days as they grow more serious to give more in response And that November 2nd message said that. My children, great graces have been given to you to be witnesses of God's love. Do not take the given responsibility lightly. Our lady's up the ante. And she's literally battling Satan. Worse still, she's doing it through us. Why couldn't God just allow her just to crush the serpent's head and drive him off? I mean, after all, any time God puts out the word, Jesus Christ on the earth, be gone, Satan, he left. Why not just do it that way? Because of the principle that we're underneath the test. It's us who have to fight. So when I says, yesterday, help me in my motherly battle, this battle is something that we have to collaborate with. And so hate, Satan would hate to be defeated by the Virgin Mary. He could brag with Jesus. Yeah, well, I, I fought him. I fought him at Via Rosa and I got defeated. But look what he did. I was chosen to be in battle with, with the King of Peace. I put up a pretty good fight. He said, bragging rights. But what bragging rights does he have with the Virgin Mary? The woman, the pure one. Can you imagine being insulted by her crushing his head? But if you really want to pour salt in his wound, if you really want to defeat him, wouldn't it be just like God to send her to gather sinners to increase in their prayer Motherly battle and pray with me that sinners may become aware of their sins and repent sincerely that Our Lady would gather an army through apostles who gather others to come to her and turn away from the devil is as pouring salt in his pride and the wound. Because for us who are in league with him or have been in league with him who have helped him who are helping him today who repent is the greatest crush and insult against Satan that can be struck in this time it's a beautiful thought it's a powerful thought and so it is he has the destruction of a family Satan wants to destroy it and so much of this message is about family you say oh I believe what I already know about that you know I know that Life has taught me that, but has life taught you to act upon that? That's what a lady's coming. A lady knows we know many of these things. We already got the Bible, and if life's our teacher. And sometimes, sometimes it's our enemy, and sometimes it's even a friend. What is it doing to impel us to be a saint? Rather impels us to be sinners. Our days come not to be in a position to say I'm an apostle and be prideful, but to start praying and learn how to be humble and how to follow truth, God's truth. We need that revealed to us. And we need that revealed first through faith. Once that takes place, then we see our whole life in a different way and what it teaches us in a different way. Once that begins with us, we'll be able to become whole in holiness.
3: Life has been a teacher, an enemy and a friend And at times I've been a sinner and a saint I've been known to lose my temper, my patience and my pride But I've never lost the need to pray lord i don't need some truth revealed to me or some sacred thing to hold all i really need is just a little more faith to believe what i already know You said you'd never leave me You'd walk right by my side But right now all I feel is alone Cause I can't see your angels Watching over me Oh, but Jesus loves me The Bible tells me so I don't need some mountain moved for me. Or some miracle to behold. All I really need is just a little more faith to believe what I already know. I know there's much bigger problems than mine But Lord, if you get the time I don't need the waters to part for me Hard to see those streets of gold Just a little more faith To believe what I already know Yeah, the secret to walking Down life's road Is to believe what you already know
1: through life knowing what to do but we don't do it. Our lady's come to remind us with her words and she said God is truth. He exists. There's a story today out I was told of of just before a Christmas tree being lit up, that vandals, actually they were not vandals, they were haters of Christmas, went to cut down this large tree. Somehow they were stopped, somebody caught them, the fire department was nearby, they were able to hold the tree up for it to be lit for the ceremony that was gonna happen in the next couple of hours. Afterwards, they had to take it on down. Atheism is growing. Atheists are coming up with all kinds of reasons why to drive Christianity out of culture. They want it stopped. And they're emboldened and emblazed with their zeal. But are we? Susan Smith who killed her children years ago had no resilience. She was raised in a home which was horrible. The consequences of a broken family are immense. They perpetuate out into the culture. And while most Christians would never go in that position, even if they had bad family, we still have wrecked hearts, broken hearts. If there's a message that Our Lady has come to give us recently, this is it about family. With my motherly heart and my motherly patience, anew I call you to live according to my Son. The second Eve the second Adam. Well, Adam and Eve were married together. They were parents. And the New Testament calls Jesus the second Adam. How could it be that Mary would be the second Eve? They weren't married. I tell you, they were wed in a relationship in such a way that Our Lady shows us with motherly love, motherly patience, Live according to my son. She's pointing to the Father. God the Father sent the Word made flesh, Jesus Christ. This message is family. She submits to the Son. I'm not equating that to you to submit to your your child who most people do and make them tyrants. But to the Father. Father. Particularly, mothers and women. Be in praise of your husband. As Mary is in praise of God the Father, for the sake of the Son who stamped with this image. And right, he continues to spread his peace, Jesus's, to spread his love. So that as my apostles, you may accept God's truth. A dad needs to be able to speak truth. You know who permits him to do that? The wife. She gives the children an ear of the dad according to how she paints the image of him. This is a truth that is very little known. Accept this truth, Elise. For what reason? With all your heart and pray to the Holy Spirit to guide you. We need guidance today. The family needs guidance. We need a spiritual leader in the family. Not a spiritual follower in the family or neutral. It is the Father who's commanded this way, the structure of the Holy Family. The angel Gabriel, this Christmas season, 2,000 years ago from this season or so, Gabriel came to Mary and told her, without Joseph being around, because he wasn't, and wasn't underneath his authority, that you would have the Messiah the name of Jesus, the awaited one. But did you notice that when they were Bethlehem they were married and they went to Bethlehem, that the angel didn't come to Mary and say, go tell Joseph now, you're in charge. Did you go to Egypt to save the child? God respects his own authority. This truth of God needs to be accepted by women. You need to understand that if you want to be happy, you want to flourish, you want peace in your family, it's not the quantity of what the husband knows spiritually, it's the quality of fatherhood that you lift it up to that gives him the ability to speak and guide the family, even if he's not so religious, or what you think he should be, or how you should measure him. He doesn't have his authority because you give it to him or take it away. He has it because God gave it to him and you violate God when you don't treat him as your Lord. See, truth can choke you. When our lady says, accept it. When our lady says, last month, I'm praying that you may discern everything around you according to God's truth and to strongly resist everything that that. Wants to distance you from my son. You see, when you don't treat your husband as Lord, Jesus doesn't like that. He's not there because he's a saint or he's a sinner. He sits in the position that God gave him. His authority. You can argue, oh, he's not always right. God can make his 50% right and wrong decision, produce 100% fruit, then you're usurping his authority and it's 100% correct. See, it's not the decision he makes that produces a fruit. It's God's blessing. That's why a priest has to go before a bishop about things because him being obedient... To a bishop, even when he thinks that's not the correct decision, produces fruit through obedience and everybody keeps peace and prospers as opposed to him where the bishop said this and I'm going to do this. And your decision as a priest may be right, but what do you produce from it? You won't have the Holy Spirit with you. You won't discern truth anymore. Because if you can't understand the truth of the way God set up this world to run, and to be in peace and to be provided for and the conduits that that comes through and thinking that demeans you as a woman, which it doesn't, it elevates you. You become more powerful. You actually become more influential with your children. So according to God's truth, to strongly resist Everything that wants to distance you from my son. I am praying that you may witness the love of the heavenly father according to my son. Your children according to the father and your witness to him. No, your witness to your children. Of elevating him. Helps him love God the father. And this hence is where we have such problem in our culture today. People don't love God the Father eternally in heaven because they don't have the right understanding of God the Father on earth, or rather the Father on earth who represents Him. And hence from there, not the correct understanding of the mother herself. I don't care if the husband's a louse. Not saying that in a justifying way, but in an excusing way, well, I don't have to do this because he's this way. By your holy dominion, the scripture says, will you win him over and convert him? And if he doesn't, you know what happens? The children witness your striving to convert a sinner, to change him to obedience, not rebellion or resistance or your dad don't know what he's talking about. Mary's power is that she has wholly submitted to the Father our Father. And this message of December 2nd, 2012 shows this. Motherly love, motherly patience, I knew, or rather, I knew I call you to live according to my Son to spread His peace and His love so that as my apostles you may accept God's truth with all your heart and pray for the Holy Spirit to guide you. The Holy Spirit has to have the proper conduit the proper avenues to speak. That's why you, when you read about the saints, they always submitted to the superiors. The superior wasn't above them as a human being. The superior was above them as authority. The nun with the bishop or the confessor was equal worth and dignity of a soul, but not in authority. That's two different things. Holy Spirit to guide you, then you will be able to faithfully serve my son and show his love to others with your life. The family doesn't show this. It doesn't represent that. According to the love of my son and my love as mother, she displays this, pulling the family together under one headship. I strive to bring all my stray children into my motherly embrace to show them the faith, or rather the way of faith, my children, help me in my motherly battle, and pray with me that sinners may become aware of their sins and repent sincerely. We've got broken family. We've got a disconnect from God to the father, to the mother, to the children, and a lot of fathers are who they should be because their mother didn't understand the way you fix this one thing you fix the world because you fix the nation because you'll fix the family and you fix an individual and so it is i lost my father a couple of days ago we'll bury him tomorrow and there's many things that he taught and it wasn't always just religion when we heard his truck coming up a hill to our neighborhood, all the kids would run to our, our yard. Why? To see he was going to get a dollar if he got a haircut that day. Other times it would come because he collected all the change that he had. He might have 10 or $15. He'd keep in a mason jar in his truck. Sometimes just a handful of change. He'd flash it in front of each one of the neighborhood kids, including us. He taught us justice, that just because we're his children, if they guessed it, they got it. And we didn't, just because we're his children. He taught us to serve others and give to others without any resentment and take joy that they want it. He opened his hands he closed it. Then you guessed who went over, lost, who was under, got it, the closest. So he taught these lessons. And as I've quoted before, the tombstone that said, those who live in the hearts hearts they leave behind never die. These things I do here. The caritas with the kids. And they always watch me when I come back from a haircut. They don't know I'll go. But I'm not doing this for a secular reason. It builds joy of life. But if you can get those secular things, what's your kindness and charity disguised underneath virtue, what more would you get from somebody who witnesses, as the lady said? In her mother battle, that you may pray with me that sinners may become aware of the sins and repent sincerely. That when you see these things, it brings goodness to heart. It makes you think, should I be that way? And so it is, my dad taught me many things, many lessons. In the last week or so, he began to speak of things of his father. He even said on a couple of occasions that you don't even know what heaven's like. His sister had died a year or so more ago, and he said, I'm going to pick her up. Some people may think he was talking out of his head. And he wasn't sick. He was 88. He had a hard time walking, but he was still very sharp. He still could carry on conversations. But with that, and you couple Our Lady's words, Taviska, that if you begin to live the message, which is a Christian life, and he lived love And that's the basis for all Christian life. As few people I've ever met, he had this in his heart. The Vizca said that if you do this, you'll not feel the passage from this life to the next. And that he said that you do not even know what heaven's like. I believe you're seeing it. He was entering in and out of it. It wasn't dying. It wasn't some kind of crazy talk. He was doing what Visca said. I lady told her. You will not feel the passage from this life to the next. And he passed, just like St. Catherine, the nun, they wrote of her, of Rudabach. She doubted all old nuns die who lived a holy life. I'm not saying my dad was a saint. But he taught me to be one. And love makes all things perfect. And our lady says, do love you'll achieve everything. Achieve everything. That's so what it was with him. He began to see heaven. And our mother was in the room with him. He'd just gone to the restroom, came back, laid down. And she walked out. And as she walked out for a second, she realized he didn't say where are you going? Because he was always wanting to know where she was going. She didn't stay long gone very long, she came back and she started thinking about that and she went to him. He was turning blue. She realized that he actually had passed right there in front of her. She didn't even notice it. No more than he noticed that you will not fill the passage from this life to the next. My dad was a strong Catholic. He loved his faith. Never any doubt. There was never any atheistic thoughts in my head or my heart. Because both my mother and father taught us about the church by the witness of their life. And I can't say they prayed as I pray now. But when life becomes a prayer, it becomes a smile. And I can say, On my dad, that last thought in his mind and in his heart had to be a smile. And I pity and I grieve for all those who've never known a good father or a good mother. It's time for you to decide if you're going to be that, if you're going to follow the structure of God, you're gonna see the love between the two, and I can see this love between my mother and father. I remember him carving on two by four their initials when he's probably in his fifties of my mother and him with a heart. But he didn't have to do that. I knew it, and there were struggles. There were always the things that happen, and not everything's rosy. But I never doubted their love for each other. And that put me where I am. So for you, what do you need to change this Christmas season? And yes, most of the responsibility rests in the mother. It's why God sends her today. Man can't do it. Girls can't do it. A mother is the only one that can because she has the passage into life through the boys and through the girls who grew up underneath this maternal care, pointing to the father of the home, to God the Father. So what memories are you making? What's headed your way? What will you remember? What do you want to be remembered?
8: There's an old brick house down Highway 39 Might as well be memory lane as I go by An old swing set sitting on the side I got on Christmas Day when I was by And I remember how my daddy smiled that morning Proud I was to be my father's son. Memories like that'll last a lifetime. I thank God for each and every one. At the Oak Hill Baptist Church one Easter Sunday. As the preacher gave the altar call once more Daddy held my hand We walked down the aisle We said that sinner's prayer Mama cried I remember how my daddy smiled that morning How proud I was to be my father's son like that will last a lifetime I thank God for each and every day Got the call on a September morning
2: I could hear the worry
8: in my mama's voice As we stood by daddy's bed, tears hit the floor Daddy reassured us he'd be with the Lord I remember how my daddy smiled that morning How proud I was to be my father's son Memories like that last a lifetime. I thank God for each and every one. Oh yeah, I thank God for each and every one.
1: Goodbye, Papa Tony. Proud to be my father's son. We wish you our lady. We love you. Goodbye.